We want you to know what? We love you as a church family, and we are praying for you. Will you stand with me this morning, church family, and let's get into the word of God today by doing our church Bible pledge together. Here we go. This book is the infallible word of God. Christ is its star, our good, its design, and the glory of God, its end. This book declares that God loves me as I am, but will not leave me where he finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I can be all that it says I can be. In Jesus' name, when the church said, Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. We're going to go back and read Job 32 and 7 one more time. And then we're going to go into the New Testament and read two verses of scripture from there. Job 32 and 7 says, Days should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. Philippians in the New Testament chapter 3 verses 13 and 14. It was the apostle Paul who wrote and said, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let the people pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Your word is life. Your word is truth. God, we ask you today to anoint our ears to hear, and Lord God, anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our hearts and lives today. And God, don't let us leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here changed. Let us leave here more like you than we've ever been before. In Jesus' great name we pray, and everybody said, Amen. Before you sit down, turn around, wave at somebody and say, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Welcome once again to the house of God here at International Community Church. Job again, or not Job, but Elihu rather, said in the book of Job, days should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. The kingdom principle of this sermon series entitled Reset is this. Faith is not knowing what your future holds, but knowing who holds your future. Friend, we do not have to live in anxiousness at what 2021 is going to bring. As scary as 2020 was, understand the same God who brought us through last year has not changed. And he will likely, he will as well bring us through the year 2021. We're talking today about what it means to have a future-friendly faith. Now, you may have never heard that term before, probably have not. But nevertheless, it's something that I feel the Holy Spirit has laid upon my heart to share with you. The importance of having a future-friendly faith. Elihu, again, was, the, was a very wise young man who said days should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. This is the point. Our days, every day of our lives, as a matter of fact, 
has a word to speak to us if we are paying attention. Our days speak the wisdom of God into the lives of those who will hear and those who will receive. And I believe that our days serve as a message, a word, if you will, a rhema word from the Lord God of heaven. And having a future-friendly faith will require us to heed every day's and each day's advice. The application of this is each of us having a lot of amount of time on this earth. Every one of us, without exception, we have a set number of days that God has deemed for us to live on the face of this earth, an appointed time to live. And the whole point of this life on this earth is to see, it's a testing period, a testing period to see our heart toward the Lord. With each new year we are given by God, we should always be reminded that another year has passed us by and we have taken another step closer to the door of destiny. Friend, every single one of us has a God-ordained destiny that the Lord of heaven wants for us to reach and desires for us to fulfill. Don't think for a moment that you are on this earth by accident. Friend, there are no accidents in God's providence. There are no mistakes. You are not a mistake. You have been predetermined by the almighty hand of God to be on this earth for a purpose, for a reason, with a calling and with an anointing from the Holy Spirit of God. But as the word of God puts it, many are called, but few are chosen. Why is that? Well, the reason for that is very simple. God is called, sending out his call. The question is, are you ready to answer that call? God has sent out his response and he awaits our response. We must understand that this life here on earth is a time of testing to see our heart toward the Lord. Really, life itself, as I mentioned last Sunday, is a type, at least, of wilderness experience. And look, I'm all about fulfilling the Great Commission. I'm all about preaching the good news of Jesus Christ so that as many people who will hear and receive the good news will be saved and redeemed and delivered from the bondage of sin. But understand, ultimately, ultimately, we are not meant to change the wilderness. Rather, the wilderness is meant to change us. And the way it changes us is to make us very aware of our need of a Savior. How many know today that we need a Savior? Amen. How many know today that we need a Redeemer? How many know today that we need someone with the power to deliver us from ourselves? to deliver us from the bondage of sin and break the chains of wickedness that we were born in this life with, hanging on our lives. We do not have the power, friend, to save ourselves. It takes the power of the atoning blood of Jesus Christ to set the sinner free today. Somebody put your hands together and give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise this morning. 
One thing we must understand about the wilderness is that we were never really meant to change it as much as it was meant to change us. Last Sunday we began talking about yesterday's counsel to us. God wants us to listen to yesterday's advice. Yesterday means that means it represents the day that is behind us. So the message of yesterday says this. It says learn from me. Learn from me. Sin is a merciless cycle of making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And every time we make that every time we commit that sin, every time we make that mistake, it it, it produces a snowball effect, if you will. And every time we make that same mistake, it just puts us into sin's deadly, endless cycle. You see, in order for us to break the painful cycle of sin, in order for us to break the painful cycle of oppression, we must exercise our faith in God in order to lead us to let go of yesterday's failures, in order to lead us to let go of yesterday's faults and yesterday's sins in order that we may experience today's successes. What I'm trying to say today, church, is God doesn't want you to get bogged down in yesterday's failures. God has something better for you than that today. The point is we got to keep on moving forward. That's the point. God wants you and me to keep moving forward by faith today. Trusting in his authority, trusting in his name, trusting in his grace, trusting in his faithfulness to see us through. You see, we've got to keep moving and we got to understand we not only got to, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we not only have to leave yesterday's failures behind, we've also got to be ready to leave behind yesterday's successes. Do you know that even yesterday's successes can hold you back from what God is wanting to do in your life today? Do you understand that the revival that you may have experienced in God, or for that matter, ICC, may have experienced in God yesterday or in the past, can actually keep us from what God is wanting to do in our lives today? And keep us from experiencing the new thing that the Lord has wanted to bring about in our hearts and lives and families and ministries today. That's what I mean when I talk about a future-friendly faith. I'm talking about a faith that's not going to allow us to dwell in what God did for us yesterday. I'm not talking about forgetting the blessings of God. I'm not talking about being unthankful for the benefits of the Lord Jesus Christ, but I'm talking about understanding no matter how great a work God did in your life yesterday or in times past, understand we serve a God of the present. We serve a God of today. We serve a God of right now. And God wants to do a new thing in your life today. How many believe that this morning? Do you know that success 
can actually bring more harm into our lives than failure does if we allow it to. Do you know that? Do you understand that success can possibly be the worst thing that can happen to some of us? Because you know what we have a tendency to do? Whenever we have a little taste of success or a little taste of feeling effective in what we're doing, we have a tendency to do what? Sit back, cross our arms, and celebrate what God has already done. We have a tendency to do that, humanly speaking. We have a tendency to relax. We have a tendency to stop doing the things that allowed us to experience that success in the first place. So understand, success is a good thing in a lot of, in a lot of ways, but there are some ways that success could be the very worst thing that could happen to us. Success brings its own kind of pain. But just like we can learn from yesterday's failures, and we all can relate to that. We know what failure is. We, all, we have all tasted the bitterness of failure. But what about success? If we're willing to, we can learn from yesterday's successes. Too many Christians have to go back, so I'm going to meddle just a little bit here, so hang on, okay? Too many Christians have to go back too many years to rediscover or remember the last time God did something big in their lives. Too many Christians have to go back several years in their lives in order to recall and answer to prayer or remember a miracle that God did in their hearts and lives, or remember what God used to do for them. Can somebody either say amen or oh me? <laughs> Listen, we can't depend on yesterday's experience with God to get us through today. The worst attitude that a child of God could have is when we feel like, we, especially those of us who've been brought up in the church, we've heard all the Bible stories. Come on. We've heard all the sermons a preacher can possibly preach. We've sang all the songs. We've done everything that, we could, that could possibly be done in, in, the, in church and in our walk with the Lord, that there isn't anything that God can do that's going to be new to me. Friend, that's a dangerous area for you and me to enter into spiritually. That, that attitude, that mindset, that there isn't anything God can do that he hasn't already done. Friend, I've got news for you. The Holy Spirit wants to do a new thing in your life. I said the Holy Ghost wants to do a new thing in my life in the year 2021. God has got a new thing for the church of Jesus Christ to experience if we will let go and let God and put our religious our religiosity aside and say, oh, God, bring it on. God, bring it on. God, send it down. 
It's not about what God did in your life yesterday, friend. We're thankful for that. I'm thankful for what Jesus did for me yesterday, and we should never forget it. Don't get me wrong, but understand, I will not be satisfied with what God did for me last week, last month, or God forbid last year. God is wanting to move in ICC like he has never moved in and through this church in its history. I said God has got a new thing for International Community Church in 2021. If you believe that today, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Whenever a church loses a future-friendly faith, that church will begin to cleave to its past, its past breakthroughs, its past revivals, its past movements of God, His Spirit and presence in our midst. In the name, now hang on now, you ready? In the name of preserving our heritage. Look, I've been pastoring for many years. And I have seen so many churches, it doesn't matter what a cultural makeup that congregation is, makes no difference. All across the board, I have seen so many churches who have given up on their future in the name of trying to hang on to the past. God forbid International Community Church ever become one of those churches. Come on now. Somebody help this preacher preach today. I feel the Spirit of God has something to say today to his church. Let us not sit back and say, well, we got to wait for this pandemic to be over. That is not an attitude that we need to take on as the children of God. Because you know what I have found? God is just as real in the middle of a pandemic as he was before the pandemic came. God's spirit is just as powerful. His grace is just as sufficient. His revival is just as real now. Let the church of Jesus Christ not sit on its hands and say, oh me, I guess we're just going to have to wait till this pandemic passes before we can expect God to do anything. God forbid, friend, the God that you and I serve is a bigger God than that. Woo, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. For I say to you, I am a God of today. Today is the salvation of the Lord. I am a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. I will carry you through. 
trust in me, lean on me, depend on me, and I will demonstrate my mighty power. I will demonstrate to you my faithfulness to provide for your every need. For I am the God of heaven, and there is no one above me nor beside of me. Bow down and worship me this day, for I am the Lord your God, and I will provide for the needs of my people this day. Somebody give God praise in this place this morning. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today, church. I was sharing in the Bible class earlier today, the Lord brought to my memory something that God did many, many years ago in a little Assembly of God church and right outside of Mobile, Alabama. I was in, I wasn't my home church, but I was visiting there during a revival. And man, the Holy Spirit moved kind of like he's moving here right now. And God gave a message out in tongues like he did just then. But I will never forget what God spoke to the church that day. He spoke to me that day. The Holy Spirit said very profoundly. He said, Satan has oppressed my people. Then he said, but my people have accepted it. Let me tell you something, if you're going to settle for a life of mediocrity, God will allow you to do that. But as for me and my house, I've got a made-up mind that I'm going to press through mediocrity. I'm going to press through apathy. I'm going to press through indifference. I'm going to press through failure. I'm going to press through success because God has called us to fulfill his purpose for our lives and his purpose for our church. Somebody give God praise in this place this morning. Do you feel what I feel today? I woke up feeling the unction of the Holy Ghost and I think you feel it too here this morning. I said God is not through with International Community Church yet. Look at your neighbor and tell them God's not done yet. God called his church to be a movement. God did not call his church to become a monument. But it is when we hang on to yesterday's failures. But guess what? It's when we hang on to yesterday's successes that the church will cease to be a movement and will become nothing more than a monument. Friend, I've got too many lost loved ones. How about you? I've got lost loved ones. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ yet. They haven't experienced the goodness of God that I have had the privilege and the honor of experiencing in my life. Friend, there is still much work to be done in Frederick, Maryland. There is still much work to be done in these surrounding community. God is not done with ICC. We should not be done with God. Somebody give God praise. I said that our God is a today kind of God. And real success in life is realizing that the destiny God has given us is a destiny of incredible potential that 
only God can enable us to fulfill. Do you know the only thing that qualifies somebody for ministry is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's not your past. It's not uh, your lineage, who your mama and daddy are. It's not how many, how many membership rosters you have your name on the churches throughout the city of Frederick. That has nothing to do with it. There's only one thing that qualifies a person for the, for the ministry of God, and that is the anointing of the Spirit of the living God. And friend, we do not have the right, and how dare we say that someone that God has anointed or something that God has anointed is not of God. Friend, you better be very careful when you go there. Because when you start calling things that God has deemed worthy, unworthy, then you are pressing it with God Almighty. It's not my place. It's not your place. It is the anointing of the Holy Ghost power of God that makes the difference. And friend, if it's good enough for God, it's good enough for me. Can somebody shout hallelujah? My point today is watch the altitude of your attitude. I know that's a John Maxwell slogan, a John Maxwell phrase, but it's just as real today as it was when he said it because where your attitude is, your life will follow. Listen to me, church. This is a word of warning from God. Negativity attracts demons like trash attracts flies. Some of us have not figured that out yet. We wallow in our weariness instead of worshiping in God's worthiness. It's something that we have to have a made-up mind every day of our lives. The Lord has a word for the church today. Stop wallowing in the weariness of yesterday's failures. Stop glorying in the successes of yesterday's victories. Look to me, the author and finisher of your faith, Jesus says to the church, and I will show you the way. Let us not be held back by yesterday. That's what yesterday is trying to teach us today. What God did in my life yesterday was wonderful. What God did in my life yesterday was powerful. What God did in my life yesterday was life-changing. But friend, it is not enough to carry me through the perils of today. I need a fresh move of the Spirit of God in my life. I said I need a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost on my life to carry me through the adversities of today. And having said that, I don't want to live barely getting by. I want to walk in the abundant victory that the Holy Ghost desires for his people to walk in today. I'm not denying there's a pandemic. Of course there's a pandemic. The virus is taking people I know, people that I love. It's taking them away. 
But nevertheless, in the midst of it all, we can stand and we can rejoice because we know in whom we have believed. We know that even if death were to come free, if you know Jesus Christ, death is nothing more than a doorway into eternal glory where we will sing and shout and celebrate the glory of the Lord around heaven's throne forever and ever and ever. Somebody give God praise in this place today. My, 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 I feel the presence of God. (laughs) I feel the presence of God. I, I certainly don't apologize for that, but I just feel the weightiness of the Spirit of God here today. That we are living in serious times. But you know what? Sometimes it takes serious times for you and me to get serious about the Lord. Sometimes we can wallow in successes and what God did for me yesterday that we forget. Hey, God's not done yet. He's not through with ICC yet. He's done a lot of great things. He's allowed us to build this great building, which we're still paying on, by the way. But understand, God has shown himself to be able to provide for the needs of his church even throughout a dark time. As dark as this season has been for us, we as a church need a fresh anointing of God's Holy Spirit. This is what I'm saying today. We need a fresh anointing of God's Holy Spirit in our lives this morning. How many will say that? How many will join your pastor and say, God, do it again? God, give me a fresh anointing of your spirit on my life again. God, pour out your glory in my heart and life again. I know, God, you're not done with me yet. You're not done with your church yet. God still has many great things that he wants us to do. We need fresh fire. We need fresh anointing for today's adversities. We need fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost in our lives. We need a fresh revelation of God's glory to bring about fresh inspiration of God's spirit in our churches today. Oh, church, listen to me. If someone will come and play softly on the keyboard as we bring this in for a close today, I have have so thoroughly enjoyed the presence of God that we, God has so graciously allowed us to experience here This morning, will you go ahead and stand with me today as we take time to pray? Can you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for the wonderful presence of God that we have, you have allowed us to sense in this place this morning. Thank you, God, for for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, I know that we can't gather around these altars. We're, uh, you, you, you have called us to act responsibly. And by your grace, we're going to continue to do that as we navigate through this pandemic. But, oh God, let us not get in the way of what you're wanting to do in the, your church and in our lives. If you're here today and you have a pressing need or you need a miracle or you're you're saying with Pastor Todd today, give me a fresh anointing for 2021. Can I see your hand? Just raise it wherever you are today. 
course, I know it's everybody in this place right now. God, will you pray with your pastor right now in the name of Jesus? God, make it so. God, in the name of Jesus, make it so. Lord God, you see the desires of our heart this morning. You see the hunger. You see the desire, Almighty God. You see the thirst that we have for more of Jesus, more of you, God, more of your presence in my life, a double portion of your anointing on my life. God, let us not be satisfied with yesterday's successes or get bogged down in yesterday's failures. But Lord God Almighty, let us taste again and see that the Lord is good. Let us taste again, Almighty God. Let us taste again in Jesus' name. God, I pray for every miracle that needs to be performed in this place right now. Do it, God. Perform every miracle. Deliver every person who is bound in a season of oppression. That's not God's will for their lives. We're praying for breakthroughs. Church, this is what I feel led for us to pray. Join with me in prayer right now in praying for breakthroughs today in the name of Jesus. God, give us breakthroughs among your people. Breakthroughs, God, among your church. Breakthroughs, God, in our financial dilemmas. Breakthroughs, God, in our marriages and our families. Breakthroughs, God, in our bouts with depression that the enemy has tried to oppress us with. Lord, give us a breakthrough today in the name of Jesus Christ. Give us breakthroughs today in our lives. Give us breakthroughs today, God, on our jobs. Spirit of God, fall fresh on us today and breathe, breathe upon us. Breathe your Holy Ghost anointing upon our hearts. Breathe your Holy Ghost anointing upon our families. Breathe your Holy Ghost anointing upon our marriages today and let us forever be changed by the power and the might of your holy name. Church, will you lift your holy hands toward heaven right now and say, God, we receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and do it. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice with me and say, Lord, go ahead. Do it in my life. Let me taste again and know that you are still the same God and your presence is just as real as it has ever been before. Go ahead and worship in church. Go ahead and tell him how much you love him today. Go ahead and tell him how much he means to you today. Hallelujah to God Almighty. Hallelujah to his great name. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for answered prayers. We thank you, God, for miracles that you have performed in our presence today. We thank you, God, for the spirit of revival that you have allowed us to sense here among us. We will not be held back by the devil. We will press forward by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. How many are with me today? If you are, give glory to God in this place before we leave here today. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout praise his great name. 
to experience as a church on an ongoing basis. We can never allow ourselves to become satisfied with what God did for us back then. We need a fresh move of the Spirit of God every day of our lives. It's breath to our bodies. And when we stop praising, we stop breathing. I said when we stop meditating on the Word of God, we stop breathing spiritually. When we stop praying and seeking the face of God corporately and privately, it's like stop breathing. We begin to suffocate ourselves. We need to let God breathe His anointing in and through our lives. He is the Spirit of God. You know, that's what that word really means. The Hebrew and the Greek term for spirit is literally breath, breath. The wind that the disciples and those in that upper room in Acts chapter 2 that they experienced, friend, it was God breathing his life-giving breath on them and in them. We need the breath of God in our everyday lives. How many believe that today? Amen. One more time. Put your hands together. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And we're going to pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for allowing us the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the freedom, God, that we have experienced here today. I pray, God, that you will go with us. Let your word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, that you will direct us and guide us into the new works, into the fresh wave of revival that you have desired to breathe into our lives in this new year. Let us leave here today rejoicing. Let us leave here today proclaiming victory by the authority of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we pray these things together today in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. God bless you today. Thank you for being with us. We love you so much. And you are dismissed. God bless you today.